What do you think of when you hear the term socioeconomics and forest planning? That's one to stop and digest, right? But it makes sense. Our landscapes do influence and have an effect on our daily lives. Turns out this is a whole field of study. And as the Custer Gallatin revises their forest plan, it's a major area for discovery and interest. The audio in this interview cuts in and out a little bit here, but please stick with us. My name's Rebecca Rash, and I'm the Regional Social Scientist with Region 1 of the Forest Service based in Missoula, Montana. A little bit about my background is I have a PhD in sociology and demography, a master's in business administration, and a bachelor's in American studies. And I was a Peace Corps volunteer, an agroforestry volunteer, a while back um, before joining the Forest Service through the Presidential Management Fellowship Program. I spent several years working for international development conservation organizations. And a little bit about myself on the personal side is I love cross-country skiing with my dog. (laughs) Where did you go in the Peace Corps? I was in the Dominican Republic. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. um, So can you give us um, a little sense of all of the interests across the Custer Gallatin National Forest? Sure. Um, So across the forest, there's lots of diverse interests in the forest. And those range from ecological interests like protecting water quality, air quality, conservation of the ecosystem to um, protected areas like wilderness areas or national historic trails. People are really interested in educational and volunteer programs that the forest provides, in the fire suppression work that the forest does. We also have groups that are interested in a lot of different forest products like timber, firewood, Christmas trees, berries, mushrooms. Um, Also on the eastern side of the forest, grazing is really important to a lot of our communities. And so a lot of people are interested in opportunities for grazing. People are interested in different infrastructure that we provide, like roads and access to trails. People are interested in the inspirational benefits the forest provides, just being inspired by being in nature. People are interested in the jobs um, that they do on the forest, either directly through grazing or timber or jobs in the recreation economy that the forest provides. And minerals and energy resources are also something that people are really interested in. Preservation of cultural and historic places are of interest, and recreation and scenery are really huge to many of our local stakeholders. So when you look at all of these interests, and they really are what connects us to the national forests, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So... How do you work with that and incorporate that into your analysis? And how do you roll that into a forest plan? So I look at all the different interests that people have on the forest. And then I try and assess how the plan and the alternatives are likely to either enhance that interest, negatively impact that interest, or not affect that interest at all. Um, And the way I figure that out as I work with a team of specialists. I review public comments to understand how the plan may or may not be impacting different people's interests. I look at previous research and surveys that have been done in the area to try and get a better understanding of how the plan may or may not affect people's interests. So, for example, we know people are interested in protecting wildlife habitats. So to understand those effects, I'll work with our wildlife specialist. 
to understand how the plan might be affecting air quality, something else that people have told us they're really interested in. I'll work with our air quality specialist on that. Okay, that's super interesting. So what are some of the challenges in bringing interests into forest planning? So in an ideal world, we'd have unlimited resources, everyone would share common interests, and we could come up with a plan that satisfies everyone's interests. But the reality is that people's interests sometimes conflict with each other, and sometimes they're just not ecologically or economically sustainable. So ultimately, from a social perspective in the plan, what we're trying to find is a compromise that improves most people's quality of life without negatively impacting other people's quality of life. It's pretty hard to do, right? (laughs) It is. um, And so we have a lot to consider. So for example, for recreation, we know that recreation is really important to most of our local stakeholders, but we also know that people are interested in recreating in different ways. Um, So we need to find that compromise. We knew that if we decided to close the entire forest to mountain biking, for example, that would negatively impact our mountain bikers and a lot of the local businesses that depend on them. We also know some people prefer snowmobiling while other people prefer cross-country skiing. In the plan, we're really trying to find that compromise. Um, Another example is grazing. We have people who are really interested in making sure that opportunities for grazing are maintained. But at the same time, we also need to make sure that uh, our non-forested areas have ecological integrity. So we're constantly looking for that balance. Can you talk to me about like what kind of information can the public provide during the upcoming comment period that can add value or help support the decision as it relates to interests? Absolutely. So as a planning team, we don't always know what stakeholder interests exist on each part of the forest. And so we can't know with 100% certainty how what we're suggesting, how the plan or the alternatives are going to impact people's interests. So that's where the public comment really helps us, for us to know how the plan may or may not be impacting your interest on a specific part of the landscape. For example, comments that would be really helpful will tell us, you know, what your interest is in a given area and why that area is really important to you and how the plan may or may not be either enhancing that interest or negatively impacting that interest in some way. So, for example, if there's a part of the plan where you're really interested in having mountain biking opportunities and right now the plan is suggesting that area should be close to mountain bikes, we really want to know because we really need to understand how what we're suggesting is going to do to people's interests. And we really want to make sure that the plan where possible is really enhancing people's quality of life and not negatively impacting it. We just really appreciate public comments and we hope to hear from all of you. Great. Thank you. You're listening to the Custer Gallatin National Forest Planning Podcast Series. These episodes are aimed to engage, inform, and help you understand more about forest planning and how to get involved. The draft EIS 90-day public comment period is happening now and closes June 6th. Please stay tuned for the next episode where Jordan Larson continues to paint a picture of the economic landscape of the Custer Gallatin National Forest.